Make the most of it with better buddies. Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host RJ and with us this week it's John. Hi. Our Better Buddies icebreaker. If you win the lottery, what's the first thing you will buy? Um, another copy of Factorio. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. I'd buy myself another seven copies and give them to people and then also buy computers for people to play them on Factorio. Hell yeah, this stream is sponsored by Factorio, and by stream I made podcasts. This podcast sponsored by Factorio. Guess what we're going to talk about when we recommend stuff? Uh, uh, um, the book Hyperion by Dan Simmons. No, actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if I did win the lottery, and it was like a big old lottery, I'd buy an island on a lake. Yeah, that's a pretty good purchase. Our better buddies recommend or recommend a piece of media to enjoy. You gotta elaborate. Oh, on what? What would, why, you, what would you like to know? Why about would you buy an island? So the reason I would buy an island is my grandparents have a cabin on a lake. That is like the family cabin. It's in a family trust. It's all pretty neat. Uh, mm-hmm. But the lake itself has a bunch of islands, and one of the islands somebody owns and lives on. Mm. And I'm um, I'm thinking that's pretty cool. It sucks uh, is like a winter home because there's that weird part where the ice is not thick enough for the uh, the good good um, what are they called snowmobiles? Yeah, yeah. But then the rest of the time you could just go by boat to get all your groceries and stuff. So okay, it's that, like hot damn. Sounds kind of annoying too. <laughs> But, like, you got to go for it with a car to get groceries anyways. It's the middle of nowhere. That's true. So if you're going to go by anything, go in style. Might as well be a boat. Exactly. It's a solid purchase. I don't know what I would do. Um, probably, like, also a lake house or something. Yeah. Um, ah. I am so, so, uh, so, so, so sorry. We have a surprise uh, guest, folks. It's James. Hello. Everyone, it's me. James, I'm welcome sorry. to Better Buddies, our Better Buddies icebreaker. If you win the lottery, what's the first thing you'll buy? Is it a watch? Um, <laughs> Holy <laughs> it, it, it would be a watch and a calendar so I can uh so I can even even more um have more more stopgap measures uh to not miss my friend's podcast, which I will inevitably blow through. Um no, what would I what would I buy? I would probably if I won the lottery, I would buy a nice piece of land up north. Um and I would build hey, a cabin on it. Literally simpatico. We all had the same answer. More or Are less. you serious? Yeah. More or less, yeah. <laughs> See, we're all on the same wavelength. Look at that. Our values <laughs> as a friend group. That's we good. value the middle of nowhere and our privacy. <laughs> yeah. Peace and quiet. Here's a question. With what? that, would you guys build anything specifically? And the like, if you're getting a home, would you would you have any special additions in there specifically? So you, you saw a glass onion, right? I would build that. <laughs> I do not see glass onion. <laughs> I get it. 
<laughs> I saw Glass Onion, James. You gotta watch Glass Onion. Uh, I know it's it's one guys, of the it's, best it's a murder. huge mansion. It is uh, the best murder. Is it better than Knives Out? Yes. Um. Oh. I say so. Divergent opinion. I thought it was more coherent. I would agree to okay. that. I think that's why I appreciated it a little bit more. It was a little bit more coherent and a little bit less of here's literally every red flag we can think of to throw at you. Or like every uh every problem we can or like misdirect. I feel that. Like it just sets I... everybody up as like reasonable suspects in gen- in like group scenes rather than like the individual like here's this person that you're being introduced to as a family member who's trying to stop your main character. Could yeah. they be? That's I, I think that was the one of the issues that I had with like Knives Out is that it felt like um it kind of felt like Shyamalan esque where it's like, oh, like like it and this is gonna be me being like hypercritical, but it's like instead of like plot developments, it just has like twists. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like oh, um, it's gonna be like this, but it'll be different. But I liked it. I like it a little bit le- better than that. Okay. Okay. Hell yeah. So you build John will build a glass onion, or the I thing from have, glass onion. If I was building it from scratch, I would have a conversation pit in the living room. Oh yes, brilliant. Yes, and a hidden library inside the library. Oh, good. also good. You devil! I love that. Oh, that's brilliant. Like, what would be? Do you have any ideas for like what would be in the hidden library? another library well yeah i know the more books <laughs> you yes, have the but... library and then you have the library inside the library the material but... specifically yes is there motivation for the secret library or is it just like mundane books and you just needed more space or um... is it like things you don't want people to know you have you know i think it's the precious books right the ones that have the most sentimental emotional value to you okay Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Man, Arjuna's like reads basic stuff in his <laughs> main <laughs> library here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all like the magazines you find like a doctor's waiting room. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't the know. Magazines, though. It's like, and it, for, for whatever, like, it's not like I have guests over that often to like the same way a waiting room does, but somehow the magazines are all filled out. Like, interesting. the interesting articles are clipped, and the children's magazines, the mazes have all been finished. All the Sudokus are done. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> there is no peace. Oh my gosh. Who has the time to do the crossword in every issue of Heart and Lungs Monthly? <laughs> Crazy. What I love that. Sicko. <laughs> what kind of sick? That actually, in a way, I'm not gonna lie. That could definitely be a kind of like art installation where you just collect magazines from around the country that have all been like done. You know what I mean? Like the crosswords, like the articles clipped out. You put them all yeah. in like one spot. You definitely attract a very a very hip crowd to be like mm, interesting choices here. RJ. It's a very specific like interest. Yeah, I like that though. Um, uh, any additions on your lottery house, James? What do you, what are you adding on there? I was going to say library. I was going to say library as well. Um, no, not a fun library. It would, it would be, it would be 
pretty chill. I think um, maybe a bar or a, or some place to drink like coffee or tea or somewhere in the library, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. I also think maybe like an observation deck, like a Ooh. like like I'm a. I don't. Yeah, like a tower, or like something. What am I observing? The beautiful Jesus. natural landscape. James is setting up the most dangerous game island. <laughs> I am actually. I, I am. The walls I, I can't are wait to have trophies, but it's just like the roadkill he finds. He's, never <laughs> he's ready to, to hunt, anything. man. I've never success. Everyone gets away. <laughs> like, it's just fuck, like it was shoes a that they've left behind when they dove into the ocean. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> Not again. Yeah. No, he's, it's away. Yeah. <laughs> If I ever have a dinner party and I hand out like you know electric collars to all the guests, you'll know why. It's because I'm tired of people getting away, you know. So I'm going to make sure. their own way. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to make sure that no one can run away, like run away when we play the most dangerous game. Um, I'll put one on too, so I can you know sympathize, empathize yeah, with the prey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the same way, I'm fine. But yeah, so probably. No, like an observation deck. I always like those um, Firewatch Towers that they have like out in the west. And uh, something like that would be kind of cool. Got like a map or a big compass in the middle. You know, a desk for writing and just where you can see out of the landscape. would be cool. Yeah. That'd be pretty neat. Yes, sir. So, uh, our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Uh, who, who would like to start? Uh, I can. What you Go got? For it. Um, I recently read the book Hyperion by Ooh. Dan Simmons. Um, and it was good. <laughs> Is that, that one's about yeah. short stories? No, it's, um, it's a sci-fi series, um, okay. about humanity like a couple centuries in the future um and they are it the main thing is like it's the story of six pilgrims um or six or seven pilgrims doing their thing uh they're going on this thing called the shrike pilgrimage uh there's this big scary metal monster thing and the church of the shrike has sent them on this pilgrimage to just I don't I don't really understand the premise, but people get a wish hmm. and the other ones die. Oh. But it's really cool. The first book is because it like establishes their backs it establishes the world through their backstories. So it'll kind of okay. just throw terms at you like far casting and time debt. And like you just oh have to God. play along. <laughs> and eventually awesome. you figure out what those things are. I like stories like that though. That's that's like that's good shit. Yeah. So I thought it was quite good. Um, there are four books in the Hyperion Cantos. Um, the second one gets pretty, like, uh, theological. Okay. Somewhat. <laughs> there's, like, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's, like, a robot AI god and a human god. Neat. <laughs> and there's some time shenanigans. <laughs> oh, that's sick. time shenanigans. So... Um, the second book was definitely a bit of a slower start. They end the first book on the climax, like they finally get to where they're going, 
and then the second book just like hard cuts to a new character like in the main politics of the uh, it's called the hegemony okay like that's the human faction so yeah um that was a very scatterbrained explanation of this story but it was it was quite good i feel like that's in theme with the like story though yeah What is the actual like? What is the actual like run through like plot really quick or like basic premise again? Like, what is it? Oh, yeah. this is an older book too. Yeah, it came What's out it? in like eighty nine. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's the humans in the future. Um, mm-hmm. There's this hegemony, and they have uh, like faster than light travel. But even beyond that, they just have like wormholes they can set up. Um, to travel instantaneously between places, and those are the Farcasters. Okay. Um, but yeah, it details uh, these six or seven pilgrims um, and like their backstories of how they came to be on this pilgrimage. Okay. Um, and then it kind of, they're like, what's the common thread? Like, why are we all here? Um, so yeah. And then in the background, there's like humans and their politics with AIs. There were, like, AIs, um, but eventually they declared their independence and became what's called the Technocore. Cool. Um, so it's just very interesting, like, series of world-building. Like the, the world he's put together is pretty cool. That's That sounds... It sounds like a very, like, um, like, uh, late 80s, bridging into the 90s, kind of like a... Do you know what cyberpunk it, future a little bit? It sounds kind of cool. In a weird way, mm. is the Canterbury Tales. I was just gonna say it sounds like it like sounds a sci-fi like sci-fi version, except instead of each of them telling their own little parable, it's about the group's actual journey. I was literally saying this. I was I was thinking the same thing. I, I seriously was. I mean, there's a little bit of the individual's parable in there as well. Yeah, there's yeah. even. It's even divided up in like the different parts and stuff like yeah. that. That's that's really interesting. It is very like literarily influenced. Um, like he references poets a lot, like John Keats and. Ooh. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I I would definitely recommend if you like sci-fi. Um, uh, fair warning: there is quite a bit of sex in it. That's okay. Um, and it's quite Warning. graphically described. More like an encouragement. <laughs> hey, so if that's get not off your speed, show. then uh, it's just going to happen. Okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Love it. Uh, James, do you want to go next? I can, yeah. Um, so I would recommend, if you haven't seen it before, I would recommend the movie The Passion of the Christ. Um, Interesting. Watch this the movie. Mel Gibson one? That is the Mel Gibson one. Um, and I know, obviously, you know, uh, bad stuff about Mel Gibson and all that. I, was I would say, still I recommend. They don't like him anymore. They don't. They haven't liked him for a while. I think since about 2004 or five. Um, but I will say this movie is well done. Um, I watched it on Easter, which. I'm not going to lie, like, I know that this is, like, an Easter tradition for some people to watch this. I find that very bizarre. This movie is, like, very brutal. Um, Hmm. But I'm not here to pass judgments on anyone, like, personally. Like, I can understand it. Um, 
However, um, I'd recommend this film. It's a little over two hours long. Uh, and it's, it's good. It's, it's a great, it's interesting because it is a portrait of a very, a relatively short span of time in a man's life. And, um, it just sort of very in, in fine detail, like sketches out like every moment, uh, of that, that kind of like event, uh, from him being found in the garden to then him finally spoiler being crucified. Spoiler and alert on the Bible. Spoiler, <laughs> Jesus dies. Um, what? No. I, can't. I know. Um, Actually, James, spoiler alert, he lives. So... Well, don't... I mean... Anyone... With the New Testament. Who didn't know that, reverse it back. You know, that's one of those where you're, gonna, you're not going to want that spoiled for you. But, yes, he does... He does die, and then he does come back. Um, I would honestly say removed. It's going to be very difficult, obviously, for me to remove this from a religious context because I would like to find myself as a religious person in some aspect. And obviously, the movie is depicting the event of a like an event that centers around a religious figure and plays debatably the most key role in the religion that like followed him. Um, however. I would say that I do think the film does a great job of like, he is literally just this kind of dude who has these ideas. And like, yes, like he, there are certain points where the movie makes, you know, like he's talking like you would expect Jesus to talk. There are other points where he just literally look, you can kind of see, he kind of looks like a crazy guy in robes who doesn't really say anything. And is just kind of like, people are like, what's the big deal with this guy? Um, I think the movie does like a, a fair job of like um, it should be noted that uh, some people have called this movie like anti-Semitic or said that it, it's fueled like anti-Semitic um, rhetoric. I can see the second part for sure. The first part, I would make the case that like, yes, like maybe to a degree. However, like there is I a moment it, in. I would argue it's also a little hard to tell the story of Jesus's like whole thing without being like, yeah, the Jew, the leaders of the Jewish faith at the time didn't really believe him. Yeah, and it's like, and but that's also what I think is interesting too, because it's like that's very true and that's articulated in this movie. But the the scene where they first bring him in to meet with the leaders, like, um, there's like a bunch of like pharisees of like the jewish scribes who leave the room they're like this is ridiculous like we shouldn't be doing this this is a travesty like like this is crazy like you're being stupid right now and they leave they might not do anything but it's like it's made clear in the film it's like oh interesting so this this goes this event now is lifted beyond like political or religious um or even quote unquote like racial or ethnic grounds and literally now it's just the fact that there's like this hardened group of people who just really doesn't like him yeah. for really no other reason that they don't like him. And they're just making sure that he gets killed in the most painful way possible um, for their time. And yeah, I, I just think it's really interesting. Like it is just, it is, it is very brutal to watch um, at some points. Uh, and it, it can be tough. It feels sometimes a little, a little, just a little bit too like, Oh, it's Jesus. And Oh my God, it was so bad. It was, but it's also like, I also think the film does a good job at just being like, yeah, there's just this guy who like said some stuff like a couple thousand years ago, 
And a group of people really didn't like that. And then this is what they did to the, to did to him because they didn't like it. And hmm. if you take the movie on that basis, like I think it becomes easier to watch to a certain degree. Uh, you can't remove the religious stuff from it, but yeah. So I'd recommend uh, Passion of the Christ. Um, just uh, check it out. Cool. The my recommendation this week is also about a cult following. Oh. It's the Mario movie. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I Tell caught us. it on Friday, and good lord, I it it I. It was just a good movie. Like, that's the highest praise I can give it. 2023, people are making good movies? No way. Yeah. This is... Like, I went in in with low expectations, right? Like, y'all saw the trailer. (laughs) I didn't think the voice acting was going to be particularly good, but Bowser was, like, Jack Black was knocking out of the park as Bowser. We talked about it last week. And in the first five minutes, they have, like three or four different references to Mario's, like, history, and also very convincingly set up why Chris Pratt's voice for Mario is the way it is. I still think Chris Pratt could have done better, but he was better than I was afraid of. Okay. Wait, they explained why the voice actor doesn't sound like Mario in the movie? Yes. Why? (laughs) Um, So, spoiler alert for the first five minutes... The movie opens with a Mario Brothers plumbing trailer that they, it, like, has the voices, right? It has the, like, super thick Italian, like, voice acting on it. And it, once the trailer is finished, and it uses, like, the music from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the live-action one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and once the trailer's finished, it's revealed that, oh, Mario and Luigi paid for this trailer because they just started their own plumbing business after getting out from under the previous guy they worked for. And they did the heavier accents as part of the promotion on the trailer. And then after, like, another minute of them setting up as characters, it's a family dinner at their home with Mario and Luigi and their, like, parents and uncle and brother, who are, like, a traditional Italian family. So, the fam- like, the parents all have slightly heavier accents with the implication of, like, oh... Mario and Luigi are second-generation immigrants. Oh, okay. That's interesting, actually. Yeah. I like that. And, like, Mario and Luigi, like, it's very much like, oh, this is a big family all living in the one house, like, one apartment together situation. Hmm. Um, It also has one of the greatest musical renditions of the year, I believe, and I'm really hoping this movie wins an Oscar. The DK rap? No, unfortunately there is oh. no DK rap. But Bowser Damn. gets a musical number. <laughs> I've seen this DK rap. Mm. I've heard lies. I apologize. I... Go ahead, James. I was I was gonna say um, one. I've seen the Bowser thing. Uh, pa- pass around. I haven't actually seen it, but I, I saw that that was getting traction. Uh, two. Um, I agree with John. I think that voice, that voice thing is cool in, um, three, I mean, boys, record number, record opening, record opening week for, uh, for an animated film. 
we're talking about a property here that has no cinematic history except for one bad live action movie exactly we're talking about a bad live action movie (laughs) well yeah we're 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 talking about like something that is that has remained timeless that has an audience of all ages um and has a wealth of other properties that it's connected to so do we think they're going to try and make it a cinematic universe i think they're going to make a sequel I don't know that it'll be a cinematic universe. Interesting. That's my take on it. But I, am I the only one who's seen it so far is also my follow-up question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I encourage you to go see it. Wonder. Noted. Noted. I wonder if... Would you say see it in theaters? Uh, I don't think it matters. Cool. I think it's just good. What was what was something that you like really liked about it? Like, if you can't give like with minimal spoilers, like what um, was something that you were like? So it's only ninety cool? minutes. Really, it's a That's ninety nice. minute film. Like I was expecting a two hour movie, and at the beginning, it felt like the setup was dragging a little bit, and but once like it got through the setup with like Mario meeting Peach. It just went and went and went and went and went and went and went until it was over. And we sat through for the credit scenes. And I, we got up and I looked at my phone and went, oh shit, it's 1030. And the movie, including trailers, started at 845. We love a short king. <laughs> like, yeah, we love a short king. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, so we do. I, uh, it really is just... The me, a short king. Cute. No, I mean, I, I will have to find a way to watch it. Find a theater, my the, dude. Go to the theater. It's out. Yeah. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, he says not going to do that. <laughs> I, I know. I, well, I'm gonna have to because unfortunately, the website I use to watch movies only has it as a handheld uh, camera. What do you um, mean website you use to watch movies, James? That's you know those, moral. No, I there are plenty I said of websites. Immoral. There are plenty of websites that you use to watch movies. Also, if you look up the Super Mario movie, Super Mario Bros. movie right now on Google. There's a little mystery box right next to it. <gasps> Check it what out. When you click it, I don't know. I'm about to find out. Oh Three, two, boy, one. just work back, James. Oh, <laughs> it makes a noise. What what noise does it make? I can't tell. It's here. Um, I oh, also, it, it just I makes a coin noise. Walk back some of my comments on it from last week uh, regarding Seth Rogen. I was afraid he, after his interview where he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't do voice acting." And he actually, he did a good job. I forgot it was Seth Rogen for the most part. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of funny that that's like high praise for voice actors if you like can forget it's them. I forgot it was Chris Pratt too. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, no, Fair I mean, enough. that's, um, 
that's sick. Like, well, because again, like he's he's not a bad. I wouldn't necessarily call him like a bad actor, but I definitely see like why you'd be nervous. Like, I think you have For reason Brad. there. For both of them, oh, honestly, yeah. like well, I think both, both enough them, recent yeah. examples of them not like giving it their all. Yeah, I still point to <laughs> Onward as an instance where like I loved the two main actors, but neither one of them were doing like it was too soon to them have been in theaters as live actors. Where I was just like, okay, yeah. this is Barley and somebody, but it's just Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, and to be fair too, Chris Pratt did pretty good in the Lego movie, but that was before he oh, was yeah. like big, big, you know, so I think maybe he went through a little bit of a slump. Um, although I have enjoyed seeing him in interviews with Charlie Day. Like, I almost kind of hope that this thing keeps going just because I, I do like seeing the two of them together. I think it works. I also really like that, uh, and this is part of the trailers, so like it's implied in the trailers and stuff, Luigi is the one being saved. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. It's not. Uh, it's, it's not, not Peach. Peach. And I will say, I think that's one of the things the trailers didn't really get characterization down for. Well, uh, Peach is a well-rounded, like, rounded written character, not a one-note either. Like, just there to make the hero feel better, but also not the one-note like overcorrection of. In trying to make her a strong female character, we're going to put down men. That's cool. It's just Peach it is sucks. Girl bossing. She she is girl bossing the way like in a good way. Oh. Girl Sorry, bossing James. in a good way. The the hit summer sound. That word either disgusts me or. It's a I wouldn't say it makes me word. feel happy, but yeah, it's it's a very versatile word. I think like he, I I. There are genuinely times where I see it and I'm like, yeah, all right, I kind of agree with that. And then there are times where I see it and it makes me want to throw up. Um, but it's good to hear that she's like, yeah, it's... Because I, I saw... That's one of the things I saw from the trailers is people were like, she's just like... Like, she fucking hates men or whatever. It's like, well, sometimes you can't trust what well, people yes, on the internet... Oh, yes, but actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, trailers, but actually like, no. I remember. It was like, okay they're gonna make her a cool badass like i didn't think it was gonna be like oh peach hates men yeah 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 i think that's but that's cool to see it's always good to it's just gonna have good rounded characters uh in, in general you know um so uh yeah i heard a lot of people were happy with this because it was just kind of a good fun movie that you just go and see you know exactly. and that's that sounds like a simple simple praise but Sometimes simple praise is one of the best things you can get. So And again, yeah. Jack Black as Bowser. And you gotta go see King that. who says, Do you yield? I do not. I do not. Cutie. I remember running into those guys all the time on Mario Kart. I yeah. remember throwing them off the cliff in Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that, John? Yeah. Why not? I've done it. Do. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> this is me admitting to that particular war crime. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, mom. We all gotta come clean sometime. No, it's fair. I would. I would do it too. Sometimes I wouldn't because I feel bad, but other times I totally would. Such is uh, such is existence, James. 
such is life, such are the choices we make. Sometimes a man's got to do what a man got to do, and I got to do what a done did. To uh-huh. decide better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me. I really do. <laughs> So, uh, do we want to do a rework rewrite or answer some questions? I'm down for answering questions unless people want to do a rework rewrite. Unless anyone's got any burning ones. I don't have any Your questions have been uh, building up for a few weeks. So, how to be a better buddy where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week. I just graduated school early and work fat. Uh, shit. How to find a career you won't end up hating. I can read. Uh, I just graduated school early and work fast food for the moment. I plan on getting a factory job making 23 an hour, 12 hour shifts after my birthday. I've never been interested in college more, more trade jobs than anything. I just don't want to do something I hate for the rest of my life. So how to find a career you won't end up hating. You uh, do something. You see if you like it. And if you don't, you quit and you do something else. Yep. Yeah, especially it's... if you don't go to college, then you're like not locked into any particular field. You know, you gotta be, yeah, you gotta be a little careful. I would argue of just being like aware of what you can look for, right? Because um, even if you don't want to go, to, like even if you do go to college, it I would argue going to college almost cuts you off a little bit more in terms of like what you can explore and apply for. Because um, like you're focusing in on one area. But without the college degree, yeah, you're going to have more general options, but those options are also going to be limited in the sense of like, oh, anything that requires a college degree is going to be harder to get into, even if you know this, you've got the skills for it. So you got to have like the work experience to back up those skills if you're going for something that m- they might say like, oh, we want a communications degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fair. And there are some trade jobs that if you get into, they will pay for a a college education if you seek, you know, um, kind of a, like a growth or development of your role. Maybe not many, but still. Yeah. If that's a route that you're interested in. But the, uh, the point is you can start over if you want to. It's hard sometimes, but it is definitely not impossible. Which would have been very comforting to hear at that age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would honestly say... No, go ahead. No, 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 you go. I cut you off. I was going to add into, like, the starting over. Like, it's really daunting to have to start over, right? Because you spent so much time, like, I'm doing this thing. That's what I'm going to do. But it's really just a matter of time. Like, Mm yeah. Yeah, you might have to do a little money, but... Money, 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 money. It's time. I would I would honestly say, yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty valuable um, observation. Like, I would say to... And not everyone, you know... I don't really know how to say this. Like... Yes. Like not everyone is fortunate enough to find something that they, you know, 
do and that they love, right? Like it, this is going to sound really bad, but it's, it's kind of sometimes like a marriage, you know what I mean? Like not everyone sometimes is lucky enough to find something that they really want to stick with, well, like for their whole I think it's also life, important right? to hear that the question is that you won't end up hating. So it sounds like this person's already kind of got an idea of like, you won't love every job the same way. Yeah. And like, sometimes you find a job where you just absolutely love it. And there are other times you find mm-hmm. a job where it's like, oh, you know what? I'm okay with this. Yeah. And I, I think like, I think that's a good per- perspective to have, like, which is why obviously it's important to have hobbies or like other stuff. I always, I am a big proponent of like, you should have something that you're work. I, I think, I really do think like you should have something that you're working on like consistently outside of like your career and your other relationships. And I don't even mean just as like a, like, Oh, like this is going to be the lifeboat that, you know, this will be my career eventually. Like maybe it is, but I, I, I don't know. It could be anything from like, maybe you want to bake a recipe every, uh, every week. And that's just something you naturally like to do. Like, that's just what you enjoy doing. Maybe, um, Maybe you build furniture. Yeah, maybe, like, I'm just saying because it's, like, this that individual practice, like, of doing that on your own. Or maybe it's it's throwing parties. Maybe it's going out and having conversations with people. I don't know what it is, you know? Um, Like, but I think you should have that develop it because it's, like, it's so important to be able to have that ability to engage with the world on that level through something that you just like enjoy doing. Like everyone, everyone gets like a little bit of something out of that. It's I think it's going to make you a little bit better of a person. It's going to make you a little bit happier. It's going to give you like some grounding, you know, maybe you have a shitty day at work, but you're like, hell I can bake a kick-ass souffle or I have a podcast where like I, you know, record like my friends and myself like talking and when that, my kids uh if you know when my kids hear this like they're going to be able to see what it was like like 20 that's that's an invaluable thing you know what i mean and it's like you don't know like just pursuing maybe sometimes what seems like a little dumb or insignificant thing or something that it's going to make you feel uncomfortable for a little bit like if especially if you're starting over because you're going to be especially like well i don't know like am i even like confident enough as a person to do anything it's like, you know, maybe right now, no, maybe, maybe you do like RJ and John are saying, like you test the waters a little bit, you go around, you see what you like. And if you manage to find something that you can like work on on the side and grow into like just simply a passion that you do for the rest of your life, that's great. If that passion grows and expands and becomes your, your career, your life, your like your rock that you plant your flag on the, your house, you know, that's even better. That's awesome. But like, don't get too hung up. Ultimately. On yeah. Don't like do the thing that you like to do wherever it goes naturally is where it goes. The, the, the only, like, it's a really corny phrase that I've heard, but um, it's something like, I'm going to butcher this. It's, it's, uh, it's like, there are only two mistakes on the road to mastery. Uh, the first is not starting at all. And the second is not seeing the whole thing through. Yeah. So start. Anything you want to add in, John? Any more? Um, 
just as a bit of an anecdote, I've been interviewing a lot of people lately um, for my job, and they many of them do not have a traditional software developer background. They have reinvented themselves and Ooh. are giving this a shot. So, um, so people do it like. <laughs> It can be done. It's scary, but people do it all the time, and it work, usually works out pretty well for them. So. I think that's Just, a really good uh, thing to hear, though. Yeah. So, the majority of the people I work with didn't start out as software developers. They were, like, in sales or accountants or something else. Like, and they just pivoted and decided it was time for something different, and they went and got it. And I, the, my current position, I worked... Uh, with someone in a, the current position I'm in who previously was a prison guard. So, like... Wow. It's, you can do anything, you know? Put your mind to it. Our next question. In your opinion, should TikTok be banned in the US and other countries? Why or why not? Uh, I say, on the one hand, yes, because I think it's detrimental to our society and because Chinese government, but I also am aware and recognize that there are plenty of other apps and like programs that are developed by Chinese companies that the Chinese government could just get into where it's kind of like, okay, the only reason TikTok's the one getting focused on is because it's popular. I, I honestly think like, okay, so I wouldn't say banned, but I have heard that I, I kind of have this idea, but I also know it's been like a thing that's been tossed around already. And I know China kind of does it already. But I honestly think the internet should have hours. <laughs> like, I think the internet should be like a store. Like, the internet should be open from 7 to 6. And uh, after no. that, like, yeah, I think it should. I, I disagree I, because recreational activities involving the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you're telling me if you I work know. a nine to five, you're gonna get an hour of internet time. Maybe like major social media companies, maybe like the big four, you know, or the, not maybe not Google, but I don't know. There should be something like that because I think like we like I just don't think it's healthy like for any thing for it to be available 24 7 and i i know that it, like it depends on the person and their control and stuff like that there's plenty of stuff like mcdonald's is open but actually no you... that's not even true Mc... mcdonald's closes like mcdonald's fucking closes banks fucking close yeah, like banks close because other... no one's going to the fucking bank at 10 at night but, but they could games with like... my friends on the other side of the world at 10 oh. at night Way to not That's... represent bank robbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <God. laughs> yeah, RJ. <laughs> but in your I'm, opinion, I'm, should I'm... TikTok be banned in the US and other countries? Let's um, start there. Mm. I feel like he was kind of working towards that. Fuck, that's that's tough. Like it's a tough it's tough, right? Because like I honestly think like we do not need another social media platform. That is the last thing we need. In fact, social media could benefit from being a little bit boring, honestly. Like, it, yes. it could benefit from just not being this, like, hyper-engineered, like, addictive digital slop that we're, like, injecting into our eyeballs. Like, it just doesn't... There's no reason for it. And, yeah, like, 
I understand the argument. Like people are like, well, Facebook does it. Well, Google does it. Like that doesn't mean all these people do it. It's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And we have like, I'm not going to be like, well, we have ways in our government, in our country to like circumnavigate. It's like, no, we don't. Like a lot of our politicians are fucking paid off. If you watch the Facebook hearings, it was embarrassing. It was a bunch of old people asking like tech desk questions to Mark Zuckerberg. And it's like, clearly you people do not have any conception of what this is, which is embarrassing. But like, I just think I, I was on TikTok for like a little bit a couple of years ago. And I know that the app has probably changed like massively. Um, I know it's an immense social media platform. I know that it has a lot of influence. I know that there are parts of it. They're genuinely cool. Um, and I would advocate not banning it because like i i just think like why that one like why that one specifically because it's made from a different like it's from a different country like yeah. by that case the rest of the world could just ban facebook and google and all that shit and do their own shit to be fair you know though, so it's like i part as i understand it part of the difference is that with tiktok being a chinese company they're there's no checks balances in place for them to say, no, we're not going to hand over all of this information we collected. No, we're not going to just backdoor our way into the devices that are like, could have secure information for the government. Yeah. At least in the U S there's like, yeah, the tech companies are doing it anyways, but the federal government can't just force their hand too much. I mean, kind of like there are ba- there were backdoors written into app like into iPhones for like the FBI or the CIA oh, yeah. to like get into that. Like and and like the thing is too is it, it doesn't matter whether it's a government or a mega corporation. It's still an incredibly powerful group of people who have this ability to like see you. Like it doesn't matter whether it's you know Big Brother or by and large you know running the world. It, so it's still we're just TikTok talking about concentrations banned, of power. Yes or no? I don't think so. No, John. What do you think? Um, I don't think so either. Personally, I don't use it, and I do think it is harmful for attention spans. But I don't like the precedent it sets, and like the suppression of information that <laughs> could come from it. I also don't like the misinformation because while they saw it on TikTok, people take it as just like fact. Anything they see on TikTok, yeah, that, it is the new is Google. Um, but. For all the same reasons both of you listed, no, I don't think it should be banned. I think I'm okay with banning it from, like, official government work devices. Yeah. But I don't think it should just be banned. Yeah. But you're never going to be able to enforce that either. Like, yeah. military bases, uh, personnel have their own devices. Like, you can block it at the network level, but then they'll just use data. So, you know. I see where they're trying for like a blanket ban, but Our next I don't question. think it's a good idea. At what age did you decide that you needed therapy and why? Did it help you? <laughs> Does it count if I decided I needed it but didn't pursue it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. Uh, I decided I... at age 26 and because i felt that i'd gotten as far as i could under my own power i a series of extenuating life life circumstances 
kind of for the same like same reason same time frame um i and i don't know like i I don't know if therapy is something that like you do throughout your life or if you just do it through certain periods like i'm not entirely certain i can answer that um what would you say i say therapy is whatever you need it to be for that sort of situation so if you just need it as like a stopgap of like this time in my life is being more intense and more stressful and i need assistance you it's totally okay to like only use it for that time period or you can be somebody who's like you know what i go every other week or every week on the week have my regular appointment because even when life is not as scary and tough it's still just nice to have it yeah i agree john what about you i know you can have already answers but <laughs> um yeah i could probably benefit from it um if only as a means to force me to introspect and voice my feelings <laughs> yeah, in a way yeah. that I don't currently. But Absolutely. I have only ever had one session in my life, and that was seven years ago or so. So, I will put this out there, too. When I first started seeking it, uh, one of my supporters in my quest, who has a counseling degree, recommended that you go for eight sessions before you mm. figure out if it's for you or not, and if that uh, therapist slash counselor is for you or not. That is... That's quite the commitment. It is, but it's also the reason being that the first session to two sessions is intake, so you don't really do anything. <laughs> and then the next, like, two to three sessions after that is uh, figuring out the uh, treatment plan. And then in the next few sessions after that is when you really start to dig into it. Okay, that makes sense. And it can depend on the style of the therapist as well. Like some people are more um, conversational and they'll mix sort of like a loose discussion or treatment. They're, they're basically some of them will have like a set, like this is what we're going to do. And like, as they get to know you, they'll kind of like structure things more. Others, honestly, it's more just conversational and it's like, they'll just kind of, because they're just a person who's listening to you talk, like, They'll just remember sort of what you've talked about before and you're kind of like building these progressive conversations like as your life goes on, just talking about it and they'll sort of offer advice here and there. Um, so it really it really depends on who you find, uh, what you're sort of like, how they're going to treat you necessarily or how they're going to engage with you is a better way to say it. Um, and I don't know, there, there are a lot of ways to find them too. So like, I honestly, it sounds bad. I don't recommend therapy immediately. Like I do think like you should see if you have other ways to work through your problems on your own. Um, because I think the danger of therapy being overly available is like people not taking the full responsibility themselves to sort of try and work through their own problems, which I, I think you can do. And I think it's healthy to try and do. Uh, but I will also say that it is nice to talk to, to somebody. And there are points like RJ kind of discussed where it's like, you reach a point where you're like, yeah, like I clearly, I need someone to talk to. I need a little bit of help here. So it really depends like where you're at. I think I, I would push back a little bit on the, 
not going to therapy right away because I think by the time people come to the conclusion they want to go to therapy, they've been at it for a while, right? Of like trying to address whatever it is they're working on. Um, because it's very I I as far as my knowledge and experience goes, it's very rarely of like, oh, I had one stressful day. I'm going to therapy. It's usually like a a progression, right? Of like this happens, this happens. They're trying to cope and manage and figure it out. But I think it is important for a you have to want to go. It it doesn't it it's helped me right like I've been going for over about six months now. It's helped me out. It's been really great. Um, I'm have a session soon coming up that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I want to like keep at it for longer to try and like build up better and see what I can dig. But don't let it overtake you uh because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's become a little bit more common just be, as as therapy resources become more accessible a there are not everybody and not even a lot i'd say but there are enough people out there who pivot hard into the i'm going to cut out toxic people in my life and i'm doing like they they follow all the therapy speak but then use it to justify whatever it is they're doing yes yeah so yeah and that is that is like what i was partially alluding to as well um and if you just like aren't willing to like listen and hear out what the therapist says because they're not gonna like give you the revelations they're gonna ask you the Mm -hmm. questions that make you stop and think and go oh wait so you have to be open to it yeah you do they'll yeah and that's that is part of the thing too is like you don't you genuinely don't want to find a therapist who like is just affirming you all the time and i don't think there are many out there but there may be some like therapy is not it's it's like any conversation like it's not supposed to just make you feel like good 100 percent about yourself like all the time like it, it will make you because you are probably doing more things right than you realize but there are also things where like you might not realize it until you're trying to explain it to somebody who might not like know you. And that is the value of it. It's like, you're, you're talking to somebody who like, they don't know you, you know, they'll get to know you, but they, there is no, you know, um, with like old friends or your parents or even people that you just like lightly keep in contact with, you know, think anybody that you would normally like share personal stuff with if you do, like there's, there's years usually of like personal relationships and history and all this. And there are some things that you like cannot say to those people that you just wouldn't, you might yeah. even realize it, you know, and having someone where you can talk about that stuff, someone who will push you and someone who even like, like RJ was talking about, you know, they'll make, they'll give you these questions, um, that will kind of like make you think and you might even like with those questions, but also just like talking to them, saying some of these things out loud that you haven't said before until you say them there. You're like, Oh my God, like man, I got to stop and think about that. You know? So yeah, I, I recommend it. It's, it is good for introspection and introspection is painful, but, um, but it's also it is how healthy. you grow. It is like, thinking about yourself and your existence is the way of the philosopher and any individual who wants to maintain a healthy 
uh, observation of their own existence and individual individuality. Well said. Well said. You can't recognize your self-destructive behaviors if you don't think about yourself. That's, yeah. Uh, Plato and or Socrates and or both said the unexamined life is not worth living. You gotta think about things every so often. Even though thinking is a dangerous pastime. It is incredibly dangerous. Don't do it for a living. Look what happened to Gaston. Yes. He started thinking, yes. bam, thrown off a thrown off a castle. Exactly. yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, for, that is actually yep. that's where he that went is, wrong. Yep. That is actually really funny though that that is that is where it, it all went wrong, is that he started he came up with a plan. Because <laughs> the song literally starts with, Hey Maurice, I've been thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and Maurice tells him it's dangerous. He's like, I know. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh it's or not Maurice, um LeFou, listen, RJ. Sorry. It's LeFou and it's near it's actually near the ending third of Wait. the song because he No, it's It's no, it's LeFou. Maurice is the father. Oh, Unless you're right. thinking of a different song that isn't Gaston. No, no, it's Gaston. But in in the Gaston song, because he goes through Gaston, he goes through the first like few like uh refrains or verses of it, and then he sits down with LeFou. And that's where he's like, gets all conspiratorial. He's like, I'm afraid I've been thinking. And then he says, a dangerous pastime. I know. So that's one of those that I've like committed to memory. I really, I've I actually really like for forever. That's my bad. I love the Gaston song. I think, I think that song is, is actually really fun. Um, really great little bit. All right. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it for this week. Sweet. Watch your thinking, kids. It's dangerous. Be Listen careful. Listen to podcasts and watch TikTok instead. Let them yes. all do your thinking for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hashtag joke. You don't need it. Uh, thank you both for joining this week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we have our meme Mondays. Our Twitter is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on, or story ideas you want us to flesh out. And last but not least, be a better buddy. Victorio, yay! <laughs> and it's hard. All right, I took all the iron again. That's okay. <laughs> I can. I can share some of it. Hold on. That's okay. We have everything for the next one. Awesome. I like this system. I like you preparing us for the next round, and I just work on scaling us up. How many uh, levels are there? Mm, I don't know. I've uh, never beaten this. Whoosh. I figured it was just something temporary we could do while we wait. And if we lose, we lose. Yeah. 
just publish this as the episode? If, you, if we could. Hey, we probably could. Intermittently complaining about James not being here, I like it. 